Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bad Take Sports, episode 20. It's me, Luke. I'm here, and today I'm joined with a few fellas. Uh, Lane. And Blair. We out here. Oh, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> Hella out here. Um, <laughs> all right, so since we last recorded, we have had the first round of the NFL playoffs. We've had some... Uh, some basketball stuff go down, um, so we're just going to kind of talk about that stuff. Probably maybe a little heavier on the football, but we'll just see where the conversation takes us. Um, so uh, three of us here got to go see a uh, basketball game uh, a couple days ago. It was a good see, one. So the Utah Jazz and the Orlando Magic. Uh, we'll let Blair uh, go in on this a little oh, bit. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, two teams that definitely... Uh, are bad like let's let's just put that out there both these teams are bad so definitely that means... not top of the table teams well it was a mid-off absolute <laughs> mid-off <laughs> and so it made it a good game uh i felt perhaps utah got a little bit more uh favorable calls uh, especially you know in the uh, when shot uh marketing contesting. yeah marketing i mean but a lot of marketing's uh a lot of it he did draw a foul on. Like, the guy's good. I'm not going to take that away from him. but No doubt. Definitely a little bit of favoritism there. But that shouldn't have mattered because uh, there were a lot of uh, errors that uh, the Magic made that kind of just, uh, you know, just poor decision-making, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at the end of the It's game. a young team. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. going to happen. Uh, Franz Wagner looks really good. Uh, he scored 26, um, mm-hmm. almost a game high, if not for Lowry, with 28. Uh, but no, he, he looked scored. good. He, he looked confident. He was pulling up without hesitating. Right. And, uh, looked like he is maybe in a bit of a leadership role on that offense. So they seem to trust him a lot with yeah. running their sets. Um, it was good to see. Uh, but the Jazz were a little more cohesive, hit more threes. Um, and that's ultimately uh, what got yeah. him the W. But it was well, a close game. It was a four-point win. Yeah, and uh, I believe it. Markinen set. Uh, he was he went to the line twenty-one times, seventeen of twenty-one from the line. So seventeen of those twenty-eight points were free throws. <laughs> um, Jazz missed a lot of free throws too. They yes. were missing. They're yes. going to like one or two like pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And it's like like Jordan Clarkson. Like yeah. you're like you don't miss. <laughs> like you may miss one a game, but you're shooting fifty percent. Yeah, and then um, he'll hit like a turnaround hand in his face three. And right. you're just like, see, he does this fuck? thing like when he's driving across the lane, going like you know, east west across the lane, where he's looking out at the three point line, mm-hmm. and then he flips his head back to the basket and just whoosh, and it's like, how do you defend that? You, you have no idea where the ball's going, he's and his arms that. like outstretched. Yeah. So you're like, there's no way he can clutch this back in to shoot it, and he doesn't. He just turns his wrist and flips it, and it goes in. And jellies it's, it right off the backboard. Yeah. Again, how do how do you how do you defense against that? But um, it yeah, was the it. most uh, it was the most free throw attempts. It tied the most free throw attempts in Jazz history from Carl Malone back Damn. in the day. Um, and we got to see Walker Kessler doing the blocking thing, and just. <laughs> Yeah, I learned he something. He was all over the place. He's really tall. <laughs> yes. He is, in fact, a really big dude. He's almost 7'2", yeah. That's what I remember. Go back to the podcast when we talk about when they traded for him. I was like, they just got a younger, more athletic Rudy Gobert. 
who can shoot from the high post. True. <laughs> and but not free throws. Well, he hit two big ones at the end yeah. of the game, which was funny because that's what I said to was, Blair was next to me, and I said, because uh, I was right, they, him and Clarkson were the first two out mm-hmm. uh, from halftime, and he was just sitting there shooting free throws, and Clarkson was, like, coaching him on shooting yeah. free throws. And then it comes down to, like, I, be, I believe it was, like, a one-point lead, and if he made both of them, it was a three-point lead or something like that. Yeah. And he came out and he hit both of them. And I said, Blair, I was like, listen, he came out and you practiced all those free throws. This is when it matters. Yep. And he made them. But the, the Jumbotron, when he was walking away and he did the, whew, like he was smiling and he wiped the sweat off his Damn. off his forehead. And I was like, you can tell he's a young kid. Right. Because he was just like, he looks like he's having fun out there. Yeah, even like though he's on like, a little bit. even though he's on like 13 posters already in his rookie season. But Ooh. I mean, that's what happens hey, when you're a shot blocker. Yeah, you got to contest. That's why Rudy's on. Jaw got a nasty one uh, yes. last night against yes. my old uh, backup center, Jalen Smith. I think he's in his second season, second or third season. Yeah, I showed Blair that, and we he watched like baptized. a compilation Ugh. of, I, of I dunks. Don't, man, I'm just so desensitized to Jaw's dunks that it's like, oh, check out this dunk, and I'm like, I've seen it before. I already that's, know. I that's already disgusting know. and disrespectful. That man can jump and clear like a seven-foot guy. I know. This I know, tall. and he does it so much that <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that that's normal. That is disgusting, Like, player. I just, I, my phone buzzes. Not and it's like, jaw dunking on somebody, and I'm like, I pull it up, I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. He does that. That's just what he does. Why is anyone Do you think surprised? people felt the same way about Vince back in the day? Uh, I don't think he a, did it as regularly. The way Jaw dunks, it's a little bit Vince-like, not yeah. going to lie. See, I always say it's like if Vince Carter and Allen Iverson were one player, they'd be John Morant. Yeah, that's like it's he's Allen I because accurate. because that, like he's got the ball handling skills of AI right he's the yeah. size of AI I don't like he how can, much he carries though I'm oh, not gonna yeah, lie. Oh, yeah. he, I think John Morant's one of those guys who carries well, he so gets did, away with carries a little more so than did he Iverson <laughs> so did Iverson yeah um, but even Iversons weren't as I was talking like, egregious I was, as I was talking some to Josh <laughs> I was talking to Blair and I was actually lis- uh, listening to the audiobook of the the referee that was. Um, betting on games and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And he More talked about, Donahue, he talked about um, the relationship between referees and players and mm-hmm. how that would, that was more like he could tell how the game was going to go. If the head ref liked or disliked a player, damn, um, there was a, an older guy, I can't remember his name, but he was not a fan of Allen Iverson. The way he carried himself, you know, it was that like, it was that whole thing, right? And right. surprise, he was an old white man. Right. Um, <laughs> Your but, shorts are too low. But he, so he knew, he knew that any carrying that Allen Iverson did, this dude was going to call every time. Right. And if you constantly, mm-hmm. personal, you know, foul, foul, palm the ball, foul, a bit foul, foul. There, foul. Yeah. He's not going to be effective, and if he's not effective, the percentage of winning is going to go to the other team, right? right. And so that was kind of how he would predict the games. Right. Because he was doing it with games that he wasn't officiating. Mm-hmm. He would just be like, okay, listen, this guy doesn't like Kobe. Right. So he's not going to get the calls that mm-hmm. he would get with a normal uh, like a, a an unbiased referee right. or someone that likes him. Did, did he bet on his games he was officiating? No. Is that no. better or worse than Pete Rose betting on himself? 
<laughs> well, I think, well, seeing as Tim Donaghy kind of was in with the mafia on oh, this, okay. I think I that Pete Rose story, is better. So. Yeah, he's indirectly linked to, like, a crime family. Yeah, like, he, okay, he okay, was okay. betting through his friend, and his, but his friend, friend was with the mafia. Plays for the mob, so yeah. I was like... Mm, okay. Guilty by association. Yeah, I didn't know the full story. So yeah, he made a million still. It was <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, and now he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm better, but yeah. I'm no longer allowed to bet. David Stern did a lot of background work to make sure the NBA looked good coming out of that because oh yeah, there's a lot more than just him down. Internal investigations. Yeah. <laughs> my inter- favorite <laughs> internal investigation found that we are not guilty. <laughs> my, my favorite <laughs> internal investigations. <But> yeah, <clears throat> um, like the commanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which we didn't talk. We didn't get to talk about the um, the the commander's new new mascot, oh. T- Commander Tutty, Major Tutty, Major. T- sorry, Major Tutty, Major he, Tutty. He's put a, respect on the name. <laughs> Listen, I guess depending on which branch you are, it's the same rank. Anyway, um, what is it? Is it like a? Like he's a, a pig. Teddy bear? Oh. He's a pig, which makes sense for Washington. Okay. Nice. Which I was like, okay. That's the official mascot? Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's a giant, he's a giant like military a pig. Oh, okay. Like like the, the, the fans that always dress up in the... I'm, I don't know I'm if I'm familiar with that sector so, fandom. So pig, the... In a, in, a, in a military uniform? Yeah, he's, oh, got, he's got like a helmet, okay. like a World War II helmet on. Yeah, okay, gotcha. okay. Yeah. With like the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah okay, okay, so okay, so okay. the... Dressed like back the, general, when they were the right? Back when they were the Redskins, the fans... Didn't come to the stadium dressed as Native Americans, surprisingly. They came in dresses with pig noses, and they dressed up like pigs. It's kind of like the black hole, how there's like guys with like spikes and stuff like that. That's almost as shitty as naming your football team the Browns. I'm not going to lie. After Brownie the Elf. (laughs) (laughs) Which was was fun. I I love Or are we transitioning to Browns hate? Because I'm on board with that. Uh yeah, I haven't paid attention since Watson came back. I haven't uh, really to. They're Is bad. It? Oh, they're bad. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Love I to mean, that. biased source. I'm a Ravens fan. I dress up for the Browns' downfall. You know. There's me. there's Major Teddy. Oh wow, that he he's... looks like the general, like from <laughs> yep, the car insurance yep, commercial. Yep, but a pig. That's yeah. That's a, that's a mascot. That is one of the mascots of all time. In fact, definitely one hey, of them. Speaking of, uh, we we had more than the, the the Utah Jazz mascots at the games. Yeah, we last had night. The Suns gorilla was there. Why? I don't, I don't know. I actually don't know. They they have an area in their stadium called the Pig Pen, and that's, these they've been doing it since that's awful forever. I, I hate like that. Like they 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 all the <laughs> grown men in sundresses. The with, Cardinals don't do anything yeah. nearly that. How corny. do you take something that's like so endearing to the fans and just brutalize it? Like, I mean, you but, know that's been a part of the franchise for right, here's from like 1981. Like, but Why? then again, I just don't get that. Would you like, rather have that or white people showing up in Native American headdresses? Yeah, that's fair. Well, <laughs> so they, yeah, I mean, they they, they actually have named made the team the way they did in the first. They actually place, made but. a tactful decision back that's in true. the 70s. So that's you know, true, you got to applaud them for it. Yeah, listen. Picks. There's no pig do better. Than there's things. no pig themed um, <laughs> teams. Well, they could have just been the Washington Hogs. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'd get and behind I, that. Could, the Hogs, yeah. but the Redskins and you like, yeah, that just makes no sense. It's crazy. Um, Granted, but, they shouldn't be the Redskins in the first place, but um, but yeah, no, uh, we we kind of touched on it. The reason that the 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 other mascots were at the Jazz game was because of the uh, the All Star game. 
yeah. And so they were kind of the All Star games here this year. Carl so they Malone were promoting. He's coming out of retirement for the All Star game this is year. He? Yeah. Gross. He's going to make a public appearance. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, I hope hmm. that public appearance is heavily booed. Yeah. Um, I actually anticipate it will be. I'm not going to lie. But no, know. you're in Utah. No, They're going to cheer their point. asses off. <laughs> that's a very oh, good point. yeah, we you're only, right. We Child endangerment is something. Listen, we only, have, we only yeah, have a few sports? stars. <laughs> yeah. We only no, have a few actually, stars, so I mean, we look past. There's a statue of the guy outside the stadium. Um, so. Okay, so this was something that I was actually uh, talking with uh I can't remember if he was actually on the show or he stood off and listened, uh, David, um, about th- let's take the top three, uh, three-on-three game. Best three Orlando Magic players of all time versus the best three Jazz players of all time. Um, and we, we came up with, with the Jazz. It's probably Stockton Malone and, like, Adrian Dantley from the – because he's the guy who had his number retired before they were – they were there, right? Like he was, you know, a small forward kind of guy. He was scoring, like he was, he was the man, right? right. He was the man here before Stockton and Malone. Uh, and then I'd say for Orlando, what do you get? Shaq, yeah, Shaq. Do you get Penny and Grant Hill, or Penny and McGrady? What, what, oh, Penny and McGrady. What sure. what Shaq are you getting? You're getting You're Orlando getting Magic Shaq. Orlando Magic Shaq, which was a fucking menace. He's the one who yeah. Like, actually tore down the whole backboard like during a game more than once yeah so yeah he was a beast uh mcgrady goes speaks for itself uh and Penny but i mean was, grant like, hill was really, really grant hill was really good there as yeah, well that's true I would, yeah but I think did I he ever McGrady lead the league in there. scoring yeah like i mean did penny mcgrady was like kevin durant or do you do or do kevin you do durant, or you know? do you do mcgrady hill and Shaq? Uh, no, Penny, Penny Overhill for sure. Okay. Yeah, Penny's huge. Yeah, Penny's underrated. just. Uh, he, I think he gets really underrated just because he of how short it. his career but was. He was. So he doesn't elite. have that like. He was like the oh, best yeah. of the best when he played. Oh, I remember. I. Yeah, I that's crazy. I remember. Um, as but, being the only one alive when he was playing. <laughs> right. I I I remember. Um, but but yeah, I think I don't know. I think the Magic take that. That's. Do you think it's just because Shaq? Maybe, but. Ah, that's tough because Stockton Malone was the Malone, extremely right, cozy. and then and then you throw Dantley in there. Yeah. The, I think the difference oh, oh, is, I'm is sorry, the Jazz I'm sorry. don't. We have... forgot about Dwight. I, I think Shaq. Over I Dwight think, but sure. are you going to have but Dwight listen, and Shaq on absolute, the floor together? Okay, no. look, are you telling me you and don't want a bunch of jumpers? seven footers? Come on. <laughs> What what's my uh, motto here? Yeah, we know. Big man ball, okay. Big man okay, ball. Okay, so prime Dwight Howard, prime Shaq, basically, and uh, prime Penny. That's tough. I mean, but I, I mean, all they have to I'm all all the there's no shooting. All, all, yeah, all the Jazz have, have to do no is shoot threes. Up. Yeah, but Stockton wasn't <laughs> a great three. Yeah, shooter. who's gonna shoot Dantley. those threes? Oh, I didn't know. Dantley that. was a scorer. I don't know if he Dantley yeah, would put Penny on the perimeter and then was there a three point line when Dantley played? Okay, Slap so. Shaq on Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not going to dribble circles around that guy. Yeah. No, no, he'll just go stand in the paint. Because, I don't know, you but know, we're using Shaq before he changed the rules of basketball. Yeah, so, sure. but, th- but yeah, then that, that kind of got us into just like we thought it would be a pretty even, yeah. pretty even matchup. You know, two franchises that have I not think won the Magic titles. the edge just with youth and athleticism. I think. I mean, they're all going to be young. I think that's. They're all going to be in their prime. <laughs> Yeah, true. They're oh, all the same all, age. Yeah, that's fair. When I'm but thinking, Stockton didn't reach. But Stockton's like, prime like, was arguably from when he was like 
I, I mean, but the thing with onwards. Stockton is that he's he was not just really a scorer as much as he was a passer. Yeah, he, like, he was. But he then was you also consistent throughout his entire career. That's why he has look the at the he has. look at the matchup between uh, you know early L.A. Lakers Shack and Malone. Malone had his number for a long time until Kobe yeah. got his stuff going. So yeah, I think, I, yeah, Malone definitely has an edge there for sure. Because he can hit a jumper but like I outside think, the block. I think T-Mac probably clears Dantley if I'm being like perfectly. If, if T-Mac's on the team, that's all I'm saying. Like yeah. They have the youth. But I mean, yeah. In the, but overall, I think it's going to be a... Like a out of seven series, it's going to be win. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it'll be a two point win. Like if it's a best of seven, I think it's going seven games for sure. It's for not sure. like you know any yeah. of those teams play the three best Bulls players or or the yeah, three best Lakers sure. players of all time. Here you go, Blair. Three best Lakers players, and you can do Shaq, Wilt Chamberlain, and Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh my god, that <laughs> is <laughs> fucking amazing. I would do it, but it's a free throw competition. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kareem, come on, man. <laughs> Kareem carries, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's funny. Okay, uh, so let's. I know one of us is going to be happy during this conversation. The other one is not. We're going to talk about the first two games in the Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, do we want to start high and go low, or do we want to start low and go high? No, no, it's going. Let's just uh, game order. Okay. Go ahead and. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so the first game we had was the Seattle Seahawks visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it was raining a lot during the first half, and then like about at halftime, the sun came out. Mm. Um, so, ooh, something. Wow. No, um, my, uh, my mic wasn't coming through very loud, and then that thunked, and then everything kicked on really loud. So sorry for that spike. I felt it in my ears as well. Nice. Um, but uh, so it came out, and the Niners went up 10 in the first quarter. Uh, and then Seattle came roaring back and scored 16 or 17 points in the second quarter. Uh, Niners went down. Well, I mean, and... you got to, I think the, like, the momentum swings were important in the first half to talk about, like, because the Niners did it. Were, they were scoring and they were moving it, but Brock Purdy was playing pretty inconsistent. There were a few yeah, there big, were over, there there were were big overthrows, and there was a throw to Debo, I remember, where he like cut in and he just threw the ball really high and outside, yeah. like just... Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the Seahawks looked like they had something going, because yeah. they were... And it was like, it looked like they were exercising the demons of the previous right. two games where DK Metcalf was... Starting to, you know, like, finally start clowning on Jimmy Ward. Mm. Not, no, not Jimmy Ward. Uh, Traverius. Traverius Ward. Finally getting the better of him, you know, on that big touchdown bomb. And then it kind of just, it felt like one of those, like, maybe they could cause the upset when it, uh, when they came down and Jimmy Ward came in with that ridiculous, uh, unnecessary hit on Gino as after he had already slid down. So, you know, gives up the extra field goal. So instead the instead of the Niners going into halftime 16 uh 14, they go in down one point because they just keep shitting the bed and it was like are they going to just keep stepping on their own toes? Yeah, that uh definitely that um penalty was like you could tell that it was kind of uh 
just like anger, I guess, or frustration. Frustration going because yeah, there was there was no reason. And, and if you saw they when they cut to Shanahan, he was pissed. He was pissed because it was unnecessary. Um, but what he said when they interviewed him going into halftime, and he was like, "Listen, it's a playoff game. We yeah. knew it was going to be Emotions close." Um, yeah. So he's like, it's, "It's like we got nothing to worry about. We're moving the ball well. Um, we're just gonna, you know, c- keep keep going with our game plan." And and they did. Um, they got the ball coming out of the second half. Um, looked really good going down the field. Um, and then this is where I don't know if it was Seattle retaliating to the late hit on Geno, but uh, Debo caught a pass about just outside the red zone. He was on the ground. The play was over. And uh, number 23, I don't know what his uh, defensive back for Seattle, grabbed his injured ankle and lifted, like when he stood up, he hooked his arm and lifted it. So Debo's like hips came up off the ground after he was laying on the ground. It was when the big scuffle mm. happened. Um, right. And Seattle didn't score a point after that. Um, like they were, you know, they were moving the ball, but then. Uh, you know, Gino started getting a little more pressure on him. He had the fumble, and then it just kind of yeah, went. Yeah, fumble was kind of. It just went downhill from there. Snowballed the rest of the game. Because yeah. honestly, other than that second quarter, the Niners dominated the first quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. It was just that second quarter that, you know, they, they were making some mistakes. They were mm-hmm. blowing coverage. They gave you – DK Metcalf had a killer game. Mm-hmm. Um. But st- and then like they were running the ball effectively. The defense didn't look as great as it'd been. But then once they started, once they kind of got that swagger when they got that interception and they just they were coming after him. And I was like, "There's the defense. This is what I'm used to. Hey, there we go." And like giving the ball on short fields to Brock Purdy and um, then that that what 74 yard pass to Damn. Debo where he caught it and probably about. It was probably like a 15, 16 yard pass, but then Brandon Ayuk had just sealed off. He was blocking all the way down the field and sealed it off. And Debo kind of got around him and then just hit the Jets and gone, gone down the sideline. And I was like, "There it is. This, this is the team." And it's just like the uh, one of one of my friends talking to him. He's like, "Your team is like a buzzsaw. Once they get going with all the offensive weapons, he's like, it does, he's like, I could play quarterback for that team." All I got to do is throw screen passes, a slant, and hand the ball off. And it's just weapons everywhere you look. Even Juszczyk was getting involved in that game. McCaffrey had 119 rushing yards. Uh, I think it was like 46 receiving yards and a touchdown. (laughs) Same with Debo. Debo, but reverse. Debo probably had about 40 rushing yards. He had 100-plus receiving yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk had 90 receiving yards. That's crazy. Brock Purdy went almost 350 yards, three touchdowns. It's either like a yak screen play or somehow Brandon Ayuk just runs this route. (laughs) Where he's behind everybody. And it's like, how did he, you know he's going to do that. He does that every single time. But yet he's standing there wide open in the middle of the zone. Yeah, and it's like they forget. And I think Brandon Ayuk, he's the leading receiver on the team. Yeah. Like, it's not the other guys, and I think it's because the defensive has to plan for McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo right. and, you know, yeah. all these guys. So and so there's someone that's going to be... From the, the, the Benefiting from, you know, the worst cover guy on the team. Right. Right, yeah, and he just, he 
He's he was the, he had seventy eight receiving yards in the first half, like quietly. Yeah. They're just like this guy is this guy's yeah, all over he the runs place. Those little big routes for 15, 16 yards, and then Juan Jennings had a Juan Jennings had a pretty good game, and he's like our third or fourth fourth string. Kind of seems receiver. like from like, what I was seeing, it's like Brock Purdy kind of favors him in. Third and long, uh, third and like third down. And that's what his situation. His nickname on the team is Third and One, <laughs> because that's where the ball's gonna go. Awesome. <laughs> and yeah, and then I said at halftime, I said uh, they've they've got to get um, Kittle more involved in the second half if they want to win, and they've got to give McCaffrey a break and put in Elijah Mitchell, mm. who was the leading rusher last year. He's just been hurt three different injuries this year. And then, because he's the guy that's going to run up the middle. He's right. the guy that's going to take that dive play and just go, right? Right. And look at that. In the second half, they started throwing the ball to Kittle. They started they started uh, running the ball up the middle to kind of, because every run was to the outside. Mm-hmm. And all Seattle had to do was string it to the mm-hmm. sideline. And that's, they just kept running McCaffrey on these, zones on the to the outside these sweeps these pitches and it just because it's easy to defend if that's if no one's going up the middle so yardage though by the sound of it yeah yeah well he had he had a 68 yard run oh like he he was most of it yeah he busted he busted a 68 yard run in the first quarter that's awesome um but yeah yeah and he it was again brock purdy got those nerves out like he kind of worked it. it and then in the second half he seemed more like what we're used to we was in sync with the receivers like the offense was going the defense got its its right. thing going so they're they're pretty scary Hell yeah. pretty scary um and then we have the other game <laughs> i watched this game um the it was uh it was something the la chargers at the jacksonville jaguars um we had uh Jacksonville throw four interceptions in the first. Yes. There were five turnovers in the first half. Yes. And he threw three interceptions in the first quarter and four in the first half. And Uh, three mm -hmm. of those interceptions were to Asante Samuel. Yeah. And you can tell by Blair's excitement (laughs) that a 27-point lead didn't didn't do so well. It just felt... um, My dad and I watched the game together. And one of my buddies was continuing to text me throughout the game, and he was just, oh, man, bring on the Chiefs. And I'm sitting there, and I look at my dad, and we're both just like, no, this is the Chargers. They will fuck this up. I, they I, will 100% fuck this up. I have no faith in this team. They I are not going to be able to do this. I wanted to text you at halftime because uh, I had the same feeling after watching my team blow multiple leads. Uh, this year, I'm like, oh no, this is a lead that you blow. This isn't a uh-huh. lead that like you yeah. can just feel it, you yeah. know. Well, and it's and it and it speaks to what I think this game really shows from both teams is a uh, what what matters from a head coach, like what a head coach brings to a team, and like uh, Doug Peterson's uh, just composure and game planning and. Being able to keep his troops together, being down twenty-seven to seven at halftime, whereas <laughs> this guy's coming out trying to win this goddamn game, and Brandon Staley is watching his shadow. 
Like, and he comes out, and after we give up a few deep plays, he starts getting real conservative and starts playing 10 to 15 yards off these Jacksonville receivers when their whole offense is based around slant routes and little curls and little RPOs and stuff. And that's when everything started clicking for Jacksonville at the end of the game. And I, you know, there's a few, like, key problems that happen with the Chargers, but it ultimately comes down to coaching. And... Brandon Staley not being able to uh, lead the the team correct in a way that you know wins us games. Right, I understand that completely. So yeah, the first half the Chargers come out, get turnovers, score on every drive. You, you know, kicking field goals. Right. Uh, Jacksonville scores just before the end of the half, twenty-seven-seven. You know, I'm feeling good. Chargers come out, and I was expecting a three and out because there's a there's a script, a formula to Chargers games. <laughs> Usually, when we get the ball in the beginning of the second half, we punt immediately. We got a first down and then punted. I believe Jacksonville then scored immediately, um, <clears throat> but or not immediately. It was about a seven and a half minute drive. Like it, it was took, at the it point took in a the good game while, yeah. where I was like, oh, whenever Jacksonville's going to score, it's going to take them like seven minutes. That's in my favor as long as we don't go three and out or don't score or don't miss a field goal. Right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> missing uh, Cameron Dicker missed one field goal during the regular season, uh, like a 56-yarder or something like that. Had not missed uh, – <sighs> my God – Misses the 40-yard field goal toward the end of the fourth quarter. Damn. And that sealed our Brutal. that sealed our loss. Yep. Yep. Uh, our defense was just, after creating five turnovers, our defense was just so gassed that everyone's tired, everyone's frustrated, and we've got our star player on defense screaming and yelling so loudly that a ref is flagging him for unsportsmanlike conduct. And granted, <laughs> uh, one of them, right. it was... So it was too close in real time to see that the right, like, if a ref is looking at it, like, the right tackle did jump. But, like, in real time, it was so close. Bosa sees that, goes in, and the guy who jumped, who went fast, then held Bosa on the same play, hands under shoulder pads, flailing everything, and he just lost his shit. And uh, we get flagged there. They and the, move the ball up yeah. from the two to the one for the two-point conversion. Yeah. Jacksonville gets it, puts yeah. them down two. So the the thing about the Bosa thing is if he takes a step to his right and throws his helmet down off the field, that's not a unsportsmanlike conduct because mm-hmm. he is not in the field of play. But he could not hold it for one more step to his right because you see, he, he, once he throws his helmet down, he realizes where he is, so he snags it, and Staley's no, no, no. trying to shove him back off to the sideline, and then he throws it again once he gets to the sideline. Staley grabbed his helmet for him, put it back in his hands, and then Joey threw it again. Hmm. So, and and yeah, that, that, was that, just... is, that was a key moment for me watching a coach, because it's like, this is why I want a Sean Payton. He's not going to... like. You wouldn't do that to Sean Payton. Yeah. You wouldn't do that right in front of your coach, and your coach is not hes right. not going to take yeah. that shit from you. Like, Just shows he doesn't have the locker room. Yeah, he's, he's lost yeah. the locker room. He's lost the fans. Like, and, and all right, all right, all right. This is what I've been wanting to talk about all year. The man I hate the most. 
And every Detroit Lions fan can sit here and just scream with me in rage. Joe Lombardi is the worst offensive coordinator nope, in Greg the NFL. Roman. No, no, Greg no, Roman. no, no, Greg Roman. No, here's the no, difference. No, Greg Roman. Listen, We've been running the listen, same playbook that the 49ers have been running. Let me speak. Let me speak. We have more talent at the receiver position, mm-hmm. at the offensive line. Mm-hmm. We have Probably better Probably a wash at quarterback. Yeah, well, I'll take that, right? And we are just as bad as you are. And no we reverse. have the talent. We have the talent. We can be good, but it's our offensive coordinator who is destroying our team. Yes. We put up three points in the second half of that game. Blair, we, we have wasted the the we have wasted the rookie contract of probably one of the most exciting Same. and explosive Oh, he's still on his rookie contract of probably the most exciting running quarterback to ever exist. By losing in the playoffs in the first round every year. Okay, that's well, that's not how we made to it the to playoffs, two. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, Lamar got us to the playoffs. Mark Andrews got us to the playoff. Justin Tucker got us to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Greg Roman couldn't play call himself out of a paper bag. Damn. Yeah, I th- honestly. I think you guys are both correct. I think it's both a wash because I've experienced Greg Roman and I've seen. Lombardi. I think they're just they're equally. See, they're at third and fifteen. You... Screen pass behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Greg Roman. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Five yard curl route by all four of my receivers <laughs> on third and fifteen. Do you know how many times there was passing concepts that put all of my receivers in the same spot of the field? Oh my god, did mm-hmm. we have the same offensive coordinator? No, because Greg Roman has got hey. Hey. way too much. Uh, Greg experience. Roman, Greg Roman, uh, NFC Championship game, ball on the one yard line, number three rushing running back of all time. Wait, wait was he the offensive coordinator for that Seattle team? No. Or wait. Fade to Crabtree. Oh. When I'm Seattle thinking, went to the, the Super. No, he was the 49ers when oh, Kaepernick was Okay. Kaepernick I, was I there. Was, okay, and if you look sense. at if you look at the offense run in Baltimore and you look at the 49ers offense in 2012-2013, sure looks like the same goddamn offense and he did it again in the Super Bowl. Hold on, wait a minute. We got we we're just flying down the field and we have a chance to win this game. Let's throw oh. another fade to Crabtree in the corner because it worked the last time it was a very important play. One last note I want to make That's about the Chargers-Jags game is uh, there's two things you need in the playoffs. To win a Super Bowl, to win four games in a row, you need to run the ball and you need to stop the run. Those are two things that Chargers cannot do. No, you could need not three do. things. About those two things and luck. You need <laughs> right. luck well, we had that in the first goal. half. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Damon Amendolara, he's a CBS sports uh, announcer, um, on his Instagram wrote about the Chargers. He said, I still can't believe the Chargers collapsed last night. Oh, wait, I can, because the Chargers have done this to their fans for 45 years. And Brandon Staley's a bozo. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, so if you... We never finished that Jacksonville came back and won uh, 31-30. Oh, and then, like, this spectacular, well, like... Amazing composure from Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, that whole team just rallied together and it just, the momentum hit with them and they just wrote it and, you know, like hats off to them. They kicked our ass. Like, and then, um, 
Trevor Lawrence proceeded to celebrate by doing the most Florida thing ever, going, going to, to Waffle, Waffle House. House. Yeah. Um, and then also the the meme that, that Blair didn't like <laughs> that was the meme of the, the kid going, I ain't going to lie, they had us in the first half. Um, <laughs> Which Blair, it's not if, it's not, if it's like not it, another, it if it's hurts. another team, it's hilarious. But I understand the hurt. I get it. I get That's it. Funny. Oh, it's okay. You can laugh at my my pain tonight. No, I can't. I'm in too much. This was the worst loss in my Chargers fandom. Like there's I no, like I, we lost forty five to nothing to the Patriots, and like there there's nothing. I thought there was nothing worse than that. This was worse. I mean, I this was worse. As a 49ers fan, I've had a, f- a few. The, the fade to Crabtree, uh, Kyle Williams muffing two punts back to back. Yeah, um, those those have been pretty rough. But that that yours is it's is, is 2008 Super Bowl. Yep. I'll never recover from that shit. I was in. I was living in Arizona. <sighs> oh no, not yeah. the 2008 Super Bowl. The um, the the Steelers. The Steelers Super Bowl. Yeah, this is Steelers the San Antonio Holmes toe tap yep. catch in the yep. end zone. Yep. The last drive of the game. Like, yeah. How did Mike Tomlin do it? How did he get another winning season? Because he Tomlins. Well, I, Tomlin gonna Tomlin. I, I, we said this at the beginning what of the year. What was the Steelers record? Uh, it was like eight, seven, and no, eight, no, eight, 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 and eight, eight, eight and one. So okay. he didn't so have a losing a season. Well, yeah, but he didn't have a losing. It was five hundred. Right. Whatever. He's gone eight and eight before. Yeah, he's never gone below five hundred uh, in like thirteen a... years, or however long, or ten years he's been a coach. He figured it's... he necromancied that team. I I said it at the beginning of the year record. that he was gonna do it. Yeah. Some someone referred to what Pete Carroll does up in Seattle as chaos magic. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll chaos magic is in full effect. Um, uh, that's funny. But yeah, uh, so let's talk about. We have a game going on right now between uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, led by Skylar Thompson. I think we all f- know how this one's going to go. It's it being a two touchdown lead in the first quarter uh, yeah, by Buffalo, I Buffalo and I don't trust it. They're <laughs> I I don't yeah, know. The Buffalo it. Bills I haven't been it. as fraudulent with leads as the Chargers. Well, they're thirteen been. and three. They're like they're elite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just I really <laughs> wish Tua would have been playing in this game. You know, because yeah. not like it's funny. If people were saying no one wants to see the backup quarterback in the playoffs. No one wants to see them. They want to see the start. They want to see both teams at <laughs> at full health, Who's right? QB for the Dolphins? Skylar Thompson. Oh, that's right. Third stringer. Because yeah. uh, um, Teddy Two Gloves is hurt as well. Yeah. Um, and Tua didn't pass concussion protocols, which I don't think Tua, like, I wish he would have played, but I also, like, for that young man's health, shouldn't be yeah. playing football for a while. For sure. Um, but I don't know. I still think, I still think. And as uh, Blair and I were talking about this, uh, the the Lamar Baltimore, because we've had that that whole thing too, where he felt like he had to go on Twitter to explain his injury because the team was not doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, John um, Harbaugh was doing what John Harbaugh does with every injury, which is he doesn't say anything. Well, he he in his last press conference, he said, "I've been instructed not to say anything about his injury." Which I feel bad for Harbaugh because he Lamar's his guy, but he's got bosses. This is how so Harbaugh's about every injury. He's got to be. He's he got to be in the middle. Know. 
Yeah, mo- so and like, I mean that's kind of par a, for the coach, for, uh, par for the course for coaches in the isn't NFL. This is a specific to Lamar thing. This is this right. is what he says about was, Gus. This is what he says. About yeah, yeah, but it's not 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 Harbaugh as the coach. The team, the 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 medical right, staff right. is they're not saying anything about it. I mean, they they don't say anything about any injury, do they? Uh, could be as good as Brandon Staley. It's day to day, his back is broken. Day to day. I mean, but it's been, John it's Harbaugh just been, just says, I don't know. It's just been like the, the whole injury, right? Cause you hear these other, they're like, it can't be just a, a, a PCL sprain. Cause then you got guys like I've played a whole season on a PCL strain. I've done this on a PCL strain. There, there must be something else. And the team was not elaborating on it. So he felt like he needed to go on Twitter and say, it's here. It's almost a, a level three strain. There's swelling. There's more to it than just PCL two. Right. But because the team was not defending him whatsoever when all the all the pundits were saying that, oh, he should be back, da, da, da. he felt like he had to defend himself, mm-hmm. which is shitty. And it, it just, it lends it to feeling like it might be leading towards a divorce between the two team between the two parties. Um, I, I, you know, I can't speak on it. I don't have any inside information, but just kind of the feeling that I've had over this whole situation with the contract and the guaranteed money and Lamar representing himself, which I don't still don't no, think his is, mom represents him or his mom, his mom, what they say his mom, uh, is a, uh, a consultant, but like when it comes to the money and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. cause she's an accountant or something like that, or she's done accounting I, before and that's her. And it's just like, it, exactly. Like if you have an agent, your agent is the guy going out there saying, no, it's worse than a regular PCL. And, that, and right. he's the one mitigating the damage. But since I mean, he doesn't have that, so much I of think it was it, predicated on the way social media and the media itself was talking about Lamar's injury. They wouldn't take it as a, oh, he's just injured. It was always questioning his injury. Well, I think it has to do with a little bit of gamesmanship as well. Like, I think the Ravens organization probably knew how bad it was when he got hurt. And they were just like, uh, shit, I don't want to just if we, slap the... If we make him look bad, then we don't have to pay him as much, is the vibe that I'm getting from the team. If we make it look like he's not trying and we're doing our best to get him out there, and it's just like, cause it's hard yeah, because yeah, I, feel, I feel like... The, game is, the gamesmanship of business. I well, feel like both... Shit like Sammy Watkins... Trying right. to come in and say that he knows what's going on, and it's like home slice. You've been out of the locker room for over a year, <laughs> yeah, you and now no you're coming. You on. don't know what's going on. Listen, the only person that I would trust to know what was going on would be Mark Ingram, because big trust. Yeah, big tr- <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just feel like the hard thing about this whole situation is I get it from both sides mm. of, of the thing. Like, I understand not wanting to guarantee a guy money who gets hurt all the time. He's been hurt a lot in the last three seasons. A lot. But in he the was, most important part. But he was an MVP when he wasn't. So that's, that's we're, the we're thing, the play, We're right? in the playoffs this year because of the wins that we got because of Lamar. Right. And that's, that's the thing that I'm just like, I get it, but you, you don't, you don't want to pay a guy because you don't know how long he's going to be injured or like hurt. You see uh, on Lamar's side, you see what uh, Russell Wilson and what uh, Deshaun Sean Watson Austin. got. And he's like, well, I want to get that. They play kind of the same style of game that I do, so why can't well, I get that I mean, guaranteed let's, money? Let's just put it out there. Lamar, at this moment, is a better quarterback than both of those oh, quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
And I'm like, glad I'm not the one who had to say and it. And it's, it's honestly, honestly, the entire, and I love that we can do this. The fault of this entire situation is Deshaun Watson and Cleveland. Had they not given him that much money, we would have made it, a deal. We would, the deal would have been done. Everything would have been fine. We could have been in a different, a different situation right now. But because and they gave him two hundred and six, what two hundred and forty nine, two hundred and sixty five, Kyler too. Yeah. Well, and Kyler Russell. got his. They got theirs after Deshaun. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Deshaun blew all... the market up mm-hmm. because so fucking Cleveland fucked everybody else. This is another one where Dan would go on a rant and compare it to baseball. <laughs> and and what and what they do when they spend you know shitloads of money on shortstops and then his right. team can't afford a shortstop. Um, but... I, I I as a, I as a Ravens fan I believe Lamar is not holding out. I do not think I just don't think he's that okay. guy. Yeah, I, and, I, yeah, I just don't think that's that's him. Yeah, but are you telling be... me there's like no thought in his head that he's sitting there right now and he's like I could maybe force it? No, or... no, 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 and not at all. I think if Lamar was ready to play. Lamar would play. I, I, I think he is not holding out. I don't think he's trying to, to do anything like that. And I see there's going to be either we're going to make some deal with him or we're just going to trade him. See, and that's, that's what I think. Because like, this is the last year of his contract. They yep. can franchise tag him, but at that out from a trade... Well, sometimes just with after how with the dealing, franchise tag, you do get the deal. Sometimes, Dag. but it depends. Dag. It depends on the relationship between the organization and the player. And right now, it is not good between the Baltimore Ravens organization and Lamar Jackson. Just from the outside looking in, hearing what I hear, and just kind of looking around of other things that I've seen throughout my time watching football and other people dealing with this, it just does it. To me, it feels like they're leading more towards a divorce okay. whether it's whether it's not re-signing him or or trading him which is terrible for both I mean it's probably worse for the Ravens than it would be Absolutely. for Lamar because yeah. Lamar could go to a team like Miami oh well, Lamar's mean, a superstar the, player he, like here's, those, here's the thing though is he like, has leverage. if we mm-hmm. sign him that's going to eat so much of our cap space like, right Right, because mm-hmm. we because just, he wants the guaranteed money right, versus right. the overtime money like Roquan right. got Ro- yeah. I, and I think they were trying to say hey look we'll give you the money we're well, just not going to guarantee so it, and we'll spread it out over over your contract, the, like if Roquan. The leak, if the leak from the beginning of the year was correct, we offered him the money we, he wanted. We just didn't offer it guaranteed. all guaranteed. Right. In fact, I think we were offering more than he wanted, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't all guaranteed. Guaranteed, and and they were. I think they were using incentives yeah. as well. Yeah, as a they big were part using of incentives it. and like conditional guarantees. Right, right, and it's just, it's like again, but. If I'm, if I am Lamar and I'm still fighting through this, and it, again, you look at Miami. He's from the area. The there, if they could you imagine Miami if they get Lamar at Jackson to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill? Um, excuse and me, ten, the Tennessee Titans have entered the chat. <clears throat> still, Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry. Okay, yeah, that would be great. But be would they be willing to redo their entire Absolutely. offense Are you to take me? away from what Derrick Henry does best? Run the ball? Well, no, no, no. Derrick Henry runs the best when quarterback is under center and he gets his head of steam going in. Lamar's Lamar not an pistol. He is not an under the center quarterback. I think I think the way that Tennessee is built is they need more of that classic. They need a Derrick Carr, right? The mm, under Derek center. Carr sucks. I know, I'm not saying I'm, he's good. I'll say it. I'll I'm not say saying it. that he's good. It's been long enough. Sorry, Derek. You're yeah, I'm not, not saying that he's good. 
but I'm saying that he's the the style of quarterback that fits in Tennessee better. Line. Yes. <laughs> you are below the his, golf line. His peak <laughs> is the golf line. Well, um, I mean, but I feel like this season the golf line is a little bit higher than it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit. Um, so. The, the thing I really would right, like to see, right. if there's a divorce from Lamar, is I would basically want to see the, the coaching staffs change. Like, like including Harbaugh? Yeah. Or would you just the, say the like prob- the coordinators? The problem is... The, the problem is John Harbaugh, I... He's so consistent, though. Like, you don't... And it's, like... I, the, I know the, that feeling where you problem, have a coach. The problem is with with John Harbaugh is he seems to just have accepted making it to the wild card round and then getting knocked out. I mean, he does have a Super Bowl, though. 2012. That was 20 it's it's true. Ago. It's true. That was 20 years ago, Luke. 10. <laughs> Ten. Ten years ago. Ten. Um, 20 in football years. <laughs> but it's like, so so this, I get this, I get this too. Um but when what, we had what I a mean co- is, is if, if we're going to completely upend our offensive system, because if we get rid of Lamar, we're going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Unless somehow Tyler Huntley, he's not going to. If somehow he becomes the man, he's not going to. We have to upend our entire offensive I agree. Scheme. Well, I agree. Like, yeah, if you don't have Huntley and you don't have to Lamar, you, you're going to have to start from scratch. The, the, biggest, the biggest nail in the coffin for me is the fact that we've had Greg Roman since that 29th. Like, Right. We've not done anything. He's not done anything to keep Greg Roman. We fired the wrong off, uh, coordinator last year. We mm-hmm. got rid of our defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, and he went to the Giants. And look at that. Their defense looks pretty good. So, yeah, I, I would agree. I would say because it's that, it's that thing where you have, like, you have a coach, and he's consistently a, a solid – most of the time he's a winning coach. He's in the playoffs all the time. It, it's – you get used to that. Right, you get you're like okay, but what can we do better? Mm-hmm. What is what is our next step? Because like um, the the 49ers were like that with uh, Steve Mariucci when he took over, um, and the, they were still good. So Jeff Garcia was the the QB and stuff like that, and we were in the playoffs every single year, every single year, every single year, and then we were never getting past the divisional round, so we fired him, Damn. and then went into the fucking dumpster for 20 years because we gave up on. A solid coach. Hey, yeah, it's like there's other things you can do. Your offensive coordinator, 100% a thing. You can get that guy the, the hell out of there. Greg right? Roman needs to go get like a Juco coaching I, job. And I even heard mediocrity. Uh, I even heard before the, the I'm not taking any offers for the next season that um, there were teams reaching out to Cliff Kingsbury for <laughs> offensive coordinator. Um, <laughs> Well, they'll be sorely disappointed. <laughs> and then um, I love the just to just shit on Cliff Kingsbury for a minute. They'll like resume of oh he had two number one overall quarterbacks. Yeah, and what did he do with them? Right. <laughs> I mean, Nothing. to be fair, one is Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, he, he he was kind of the QB whisperer for Mahomes, I guess, in Texas Tech or something like that. Like mm. there was a lot of hype around that, but he just can't manage an NFL team. He can't. He makes stupid mistakes, such as not even like on the field mistakes like turnovers which is a whole other issue but like just game management mistakes mm-hmm. like delays of game all the time like, oh dude that's greg roman we were frequently like, frequently coming out of the huddle with just two or three shooting ourselves left. directly in the foot like right before you can get any momentum and right yeah he just he made those kinds of mistakes all the time especially on special teams stuff like that 
Right. So yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what Kyler can do with a new coach because that. Well, is, is he be... even gonna play next season with that injury? Um, it depends on you know how I, severe. From it was what I was, was tear, li- but... uh, hearing from, uh, I think it was NFL Network. I was listening to. It's like, I don't think Kyler Murray is gonna play next season. I mean, like, he may play, but he's not going to start. I mean, he's if he can be play. to 100% right. the following year, I don't mind him Yeah, and I, that's season. that's where a lot, yeah. of the, a lot of the stuff that I have heard is that, yes, he could play, but he's got a lot of career left in front of him. Yeah. And it's like, you might as well, you're getting a new coach, you're getting gonna, a, new, yeah. a new system set let in place. Let him gel with let him for it, a while. Right, and, let him yeah. learn the playbook, let him, let him heal up fully. And then deploy and then him the bring him, yeah, in the yeah. 2024 I'd be season. Hundred percent. I feel fine like with that, yeah. that is probably more what we'll get. We're getting a really high draft pick this year, um, right? I think we're in the top four, if right. I'm not mistaken. So we're gonna get a good prospect and uh, a new coach. I'm I'm excited as a Cardinals fan. I mean, this is the most I mean, excited you, I've been yeah. since. You might have a wash season. Kyler, you might so. have a wash season yeah. next season, but that's and that's the same thing when uh, uh, Shanahan came on. I was like, mm-hmm. listen, he's not, he doesn't have any of his players in place. He's still trying to work yeah. out the thing. Him and Lynch just got there. I was like, their first season's gonna be eh. You know, and then after that, it's just been better and better and better. And it's like, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. Because and that's the other bonus that you have. Yeah, I mean, in Arizona Payton, is because you're gonna get us next year. Because <laughs> you're we'll gonna get. We'll see about that. <laughs> well, because I think you're going to get a coach and a GM. Yeah, because Steve at the Kime same time, and I think that's huge. I think that's huge because then you can get two guys like Shanahan and Lynch that are working GM, like, that are working in unison with each yeah. other, right? That are really on the same page. You have that potential. Yeah. So I would love that, but we'll just um, have to wait and see who we hire as GM because that's gonna. Determine, determine a lot. Yeah, yeah, most of everything that I'm, uh, happens. I'm jealous of your optimism because I believe I can speak for Blair as well in that we're in full Doomer mode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, yeah. And I have a worse record, too. That's the <laughs> He's like, I'm not even in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm 4 and 10 or something. Uh, he, hit, he hit the Doomer mode wall at like week 5. Week yeah, six. exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm well With Kyler's first injury? Yeah, well, it was the ACL tear. Yeah, yeah. that's when yeah. I just checked out. Done. Yeah, yeah as, as you boys know that I've been putting in the chat, I've been in Doomer mode for a minute here. <laughs> I'm over here I with like though, I'm yeah. over here with like the, like the team that's like legitimately has a chance to do something, and I'm like I hope so, dude. Being a Niners fan is just a safe bet. You know? It's like <laughs> one of those teams. I mean, for 20 years it wasn't. They'll be no, they'll be good eventually, though. Kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. Some some teams they'll get there. Get that, so. They'll get there, and um, they always do. They always end up being good. So, do we want to touch on the next wild card game? Yes, we do. Um, um, kind of have we uh, did. Yeah. So we have. So after the. The Buffalo Miami, we all believe Buffalo's gonna win. Bengals um, Ravens. We the yeah. next is the Giants. Oh. Giants uh, Minnesota. I talk about the fraudulent bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the I think the, the everyone's Giants. least favorite. I kind of forgot matchup. this game was happening. Yeah. I'll be I mean, honest with you. It's my second least favorite playoff ma- My least favorite playoff matchup is gonna happen on Monday because fuck both those teams. Um or one guy and the other. You guys team. ready for the Daniel Jones um, coming out party? Go. Listen, they're going to win that game because Saquon is going to do <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that game do is business. so hard to I think that game is just as uh, close as the Jaguars Chargers game is like in terms of Then that means could... Minnesota will win. Uh, <laughs> if maybe. it's that close Minnesota's going to win. Look, I got to I got to back my boys in purple. <laughs> I you know, true. listen, do you have faith in your cousin Kirk? I, I guess I do. He's wearing purple. <laughs> um, I have faith in Dalvin Cook is he playing? 
Yeah. Wait, how many chains does Kirk still have? I, I'm I'm sure he lost chains for every loss, but so he's four less chains. All right, no, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. <laughs> I just think Justin Jefferson is that guy's a talent. Um, yeah. I think the Vikings have more drip. Name a better general. duo than uh, Minnesota Vikings and wasting uh, peak wide receiver talent. <laughs> uh, the Ravens and not getting peak wide receiver talent. <laughs> Uh, um, Shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I could no. I, you had Tory Tory Smith once and Anquan Bolden. Yeah, you you won a Super Bowl with Anquan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, hold on. We were, we just talked about the Super Bowl winning Ravens wide receivers. Have they had good wide receivers since then? Uh, Man, the best yeah, is Hollywood listen, Brown. If Anquan Bolden would have played Who for the Chargers, the we would have a a. A mascot for the team. I really like Hollywood. Oh, Anquan Bolden. Right. Anquan yeah. Bolden. He, Anquan oh, Bolden. Hollywood Brown is is a <laughs> good. Really, he's really good. Number two. Yeah. He's a he's great really number good. two. In We're fact, trading D Hop though, so he's gonna be a number one. If hey, we don't get hey, hey. Better. No. We'll take him too. No, no, no. no I need receivers <laughs> right here. No, fuck you. You have Keenan Allen. Listen, D Hop oh, wants right. a ring. Yeah. I, so I, he's I, going to the Chargers. I, I, I'll root for D Hop <laughs> wherever that man goes. I love that man. So. See, I don't know. I, I I hope he got does get a ring. I think he is teams. very talented. I remember that it was like early off in his career when he was on Houston, and it was when they did the hard knocks. Oh, when he cleared. Uh, Who's the defense guy from the Redskins at the time? Oh yeah, I can't, I can't oh, remember. Uh, and then they get into a fight. Nor- Josh Norman. No, it wasn't Josh Norman. He did have a rivalry with Josh right. Norman, but who didn't? Josh Norman yeah. was, you know. Um, but no, I'm seasons. thinking, I'm thinking so of thrown through the air by Derrick Henry on that one play. That was, hilarious. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Derrick Henry ended that man's man career. Um, um, no, uh, it's a couple things. A, when he came to the 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 stadium with a a Chihuahua carrier carrying this little tiny yappy dog, um, and I was like. Okay, that's a choice. Um, but when he was out there um, talking about how fast he was and how much better he could do punts than their current punt returner, and they were like, well, then get out there and show us. He's like, Jerry never returned punts. <laughs> and, and I think it was Vince Wilfork goes, bitch, you ain't Jerry. And, and it was like, it was one of those things. I was like, I bet you if they would have asked him to, he would have. You know, like they just asked you, you to. Um, so he kind of gave me that kind of prissy yeah. wide receiver, I feel you. diva kind of th- vibe. But mm. again, his on the field talent I have, is. I have something to break to you, Luke. Every wide receiver yeah, is every a star. Diva. Uh, every was, star wide receiver. It was D'Angelo it, Hall, by the way. So I was thinking of. Okay, um, yep. He, yeah. he I, don't, I don't. I never got that vibe from Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, but Larry Fitzgerald. Larry's, Larry's okay, the look, exception. He's an outlier. That's he's why an outlier. That's why I you always got DK. You got uh, no. This the, is what I'm bills. saying. Stephon Diggs. You got, you got have, Stephon Diggs. Okay. You got all all okay. the top receivers have cool. a lot of like. I'm about to bust that. I'm about to bust that because if you look at the Are top four, to... the top four receivers of all time, you literally have a 50-50 split. You've got Larry Fitzgerald and Jerry Rice on one side, and then you've got T.O. and Randy Moss on the other side. So but it's I a fifty-fifty split. Counts as four people because of his ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's no position so that's, in that's football what I'm that has more ego than the wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, no. 
No, no, no. Quarterback, Quarterbacks, you have to believe nah, that I'm I, the man I, with the I'm biggest with Blair on this one. No, no. I believe, I'm with Blair on this one. I don't There's a certain see... thing about wide receivers that make them like Defensive the backs are. are right there with them. Because they have to be. Because they're right. the foil to the... the, the well, they have well to because they wanted to be a wide be. receiver, but, but they but don't I have think, hands. Yeah, exactly. But I think but at the wide receiver position specifically, there's a primal urge to like... Uh, we so as humans have to outrun somebody else, and it's really just a foot race. And it's, no, I and can you're see out you there, and it's like a no. mind game. Well, foot also, race. also, so, like, like you look at like the lines, right? You're yeah. a defensive line and an offensive line. You're a unit, yeah. Right? You're you're there. Right. You're running back. You're you're playing chess against three linebackers. Right. right? For sure. For when sure. you're a receiver and a corner, it is one on one on an yeah. island it's, out there. It's purely <laughs> ego battle, in its most purest form. <laughs> well, no, I'll give it. To it's one on one basketball. Yeah. And, uh, and, speaking uh, of basketball, what the like what this what your point reminded me yeah. of was there's people with egos like Luca and Booker yeah. who are insufferable because of it, and right. then there's people. Who have Disagree, egos like Giannis but... who are endearing because of it. And I can see that. Yeah. I, I think Giannis is a little... The reason Giannis is so endearing is because of his... It's kind of his story. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Luca and... Uh, Luca, Luca has a bit of a story like that, too. With, like, coming up mm-hmm. through the EuroLeague and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Uh, they all have their, like, own version of, like, the rags to riches thing. Yep, but yep, yep. I think Giannis, Giannis is pursued extreme. It. Yeah, Giannis's was more extreme, and he pursued it in such a way that it was like very inspiring. He took inspiring. it to the top. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The peak yeah, yeah, yeah. of and basketball. so he has a little more of a right to like shit talk a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But he's his shit talk is still very wholesome. Like even when it is. But but that's that's what I mean, right? Is yeah. like people hate Luca and Booker because Cause it's not. Yeah, they're, they're not perceived the same way at all. Yeah, I, and their attitude about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But uh, just just on my train of thought here, as all the top wide receivers are divas, also all the top cornerbacks are divas. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Sauce Gardner. Uh, pure ego battle. Tariq Woolen. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. God, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> but he's at that point of his career as a corner where his shit talk is more powerful than his play. Right. Yeah. So True. it's like... It's a part of his game. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. And also, we probably don't... Like, I want a real big shit-talking, like, offensive guard, right? You know what I mean? Who comes in and just lays the nastiest trash on the field, and you're like, what? (laughs) Number 62? (laughs) Why is he out here throwing shade on everybody? was kind of that way a little bit. I mean, you go back further. John Randall was the king of trash talk back in the day, and he literally used that as a... That was part kind of talking about Jalen Ramsey. That was part of his game, right? Because if he got in your head, then you're off Richard your game. Richard Sherman, is Richard Sherman, one. yep, yeah, do that, yeah. Um, but okay, so let's go picks real quick. We all said Buffalo, uh, Giants, Vikings, uh, Vikings. Tie. You can't do that in the playoffs. Uh, Vikings. Uh, Vikings. I think the Vikings will too. Yeah. Um, all right. So the the last. Uh, no, then they we have, have drip. we have uh, yeah. Cincinnati and Baltimore. W- what is your brain versus your heart? Oh, what I want I think is they're, I think they're in line with each other. <laughs> yeah, right I, I I don't think you understand how into Doomer uh, energy I am right now. The Cincinnati the Cincinnati Bengals are winning this game. There is there is nothing that the Ravens are going to be able to do to win this game. Like it. I, I want. There's a glimmer of hope. See, so deep, that's your heart. Deep buried in my soul that's like, Justin Tucker, like, kick. 
But it's not going to Justin K- T- Tucker kicks we 14 will win field goals. 16 to 10. <laughs> the year is 20XX. Listen, listen, all they do is get the ball to the 40-yard line and Justin Tucker kicks a field goal. That, that's, that's <laughs> like the that's joke. it. It's like it's like first X. first and five at the thirty five uh, yard line. Bring them on. Let's kick the field goal before we can turn it over. Yep. But yeah, the, the Cincinnati okay. Bengals okay. are gonna win this game. Blair. Yeah, uh who day Bengals win it. Uh Baltimore. Yeah. I think I think I, I love you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you too, but man. no, I think I think I think Cincinnati's gonna gonna win this one. We'll see. Um, yeah, Joe Cool the second again. Come Lamar plays different story, but mm-hmm. with uh, a banged up secondary quarterback and undrafted third quarterback it's is their right? option. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for a little bit, we'll see because yeah, he's still sho- injured. His shoulder is pretty uh, so banged up. We'll see. Gotcha. Uh, all right, uh, last game we have Tom Brady and the Buccaneers versus Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. This is the one Barf. I am least excited to watch. Barf. You because know, no matter what, I'm not going to be happy. You know, you know. I'm rooting for the Bucks, though. Just any any chance I have to shit on the Cowboys. You know, I, I guess America's team is going to win, baby. <laughs> I don't think the Bucks have it in them. It's not that I'm rooting for the boys. So Dak Prescott has played four, 12, 12 or 14 games this season, uh, and he 15 is, interceptions is the league leader <laughs> in turnovers. Yeah, buddy. yeah, but, but you can throw I'm, four. I made in a meme. He has, I believe. You can, Throw four in the first half. I think and still he win. has thrown a pick in like seven consecutive games. I made a meme that was uh, Derek Carr and Dak Prescott, and it was Derek Carr's like, I throw 14 interceptions and I get cut from the team. <laughs> you throw 14 interceptions and everyone still thinks you're going to beat the Eagles. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> They're the, uh, they had the same season. Um, but yeah, I choose the Bucks. Yeah. I just, I just can't root for uh, uh, Thomas Brady. You don't like the the goat Thomas? <sighs> I think. No, I I'm don't. In fact, <laughs> I he's want, the goat. I'm I not would, saying he isn't. Yeah, my heart true. wants Tampa to win, but I think that the Cowboys will probably. I just win. hate the Cowboys. That's, I hate. Really trust me. That's where all this I hate the Cowboys out. as well. But but um, I I think they're the better team. We'll see. Yeah, I think that defense. Micah Parsons getting to I'm not Brady. Vote, I'm not but it's hard. It's hard to go and there, you know, there, there was that stat. Brady is a thing. There was that stat that every year that Tom Brady doesn't uh, either loses the Super the Bowl season. or doesn't go to the Super yeah. Bowl, the next season he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I was like, is he going to do the and thing he, again? He'll do that thing where he underperforms in the regular season. He's kind of like lackluster, and then the playoffs. Come and then he injects and his like... arm with nanites and can make sixty-yard <laughs> pinpoint bombs. He's like, this is what I've been training. Like for. Like there was that ge- that game against it's Carolina crazy. that they had to win. I'm like, Tom Brady is playing. Oh, he is threw four hundred and sixty yards. Training weights, <laughs> right? <laughs> Drops them on the ground. But they're his rings. That's what he's been wearing under his gloves the whole time, or all of his rings, and it's been weighing his arms down. His fingers have abs. It's like, oh, you let me in, huh? Well, don't angry. They fall 20 feet into the earth. Dak Prescott goes, Nani? Okay, Blair, you haven't made your pick. It's because he doesn't want to make a pick deep down. He, he doesn't want to admit the supremacy of the boys. <laughs> no, no, I think actually, in fact, it's the opposite of that. And I think 
okay, I, th I, I revealed this to Sam. Here's my, here's my real league-wide doomer take. The Buccaneers are going to win this game, right? Jerry Jones is going to fire Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones is one of those motherfuckers who trades a first-round pick for a head coach. And Sean Payton goes to the Cowboys. <laughs> That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that. that You'll is, love to that see it. Plausible. If the Cowboys lose, that is the universe we are living in. I have no doubt. No doubt in my mind. That's funny. Uh, maybe I um, should root for them to win then. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. When you put it like that. And because of that, I think the Bucks are going to win. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, that's all I got for this week. We'll we'll be back. Well, I might not be here next week, but you guys will all be right. here next this, week recording. I might be. Good. I might be at that divisional 49ers game. So I'm probably going to be in Doomer mode with uh, carrying my. Uh, well, maybe Wild if you guys card. maybe oh. if you guys are recording at the time of the game, I can give you live updates <laughs> from the stadium. And you're like, "Yes, we're watching the game," uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll That's say, "Yeah, funny. but this is a live update from the stadium. I can tell you which direction the wind is blowing." Also, I have something to say that I don't think I've ever been able to say. I'm excited for the MLB season. Right? Uh, I've never felt that way about baseball ever before. We did our job. The, the <laughs> we got you. We got we got multiple people on this podcast hyped for baseball. Yeah. It, it was just me and Dan. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm pretty <laughs> excited. I want to see what these Mariners have in them next year. It looked uh, from what I understand from the Blue Jays uh fan base is that we just kind of did a reload and we honestly don't know if we're going to be any better than we were before and I don't know if that's worse. Like I don't know if just shifting around your purgatory. See, I think, but I think you guys had a, right. a a good a good baseline, and you can always work trades from there, right? You right. can work, um, you can work and get uh, at the trade deadline. You can bring in more people. You can you know move prospects around. You have a good baseline to start at. You're not starting where the Reds are at, right? right. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's all I have uh, for the episode. You guys. So anything else yeah, before we wrap no, it up? No. I'm good. But all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will uh, see you next week. FTR, see you. take it easy. <laughs>